0: In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the Files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the Files. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. Welcome back to the Writer Files. <laughs> I am still your host, Kelton Reed, here to take you on yet another tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of renowned writers to learn their secrets. In part two of this file, the international best-selling sci-fi and thriller novelist and screenwriter Blake Crouch returned to talk to me about his mind-bending new book Dark Matter and adapting his work for both film and TV. The hybrid author has penned more than a dozen novels that have been translated into over 30 languages, and his short fiction has appeared in numerous publications. In addition to having his Wayward Pines trilogy adapted into a number one hit TV show by Fox, Blake wrote the screenplay for his latest novel, Dark Matter, for Sony Pictures. He also recently co-created Good Behavior, a TNT show based on his novellas starring Michelle Dockery. His novel, Dark Matter, was described by the New York Times as an alternate universe sci-fi countdown thriller in which the hero must accomplish an impossible task, and best-selling sci-fi author Andy Weir called it an exciting and geniusly plotted adventure about love, regret, and quantum superposition. In part two of this file, Blake and I discuss the author's tips for conquering a writer's block, why versioning and backing up drafts is crucial, how to lean into procrastination and find your most productive writing time, why understanding that everything's been written can set your creativity free, and why you need to write the kind of book you want to read. If you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. And if you missed the first half of this show, you can find it in the archives, on iTunes, on writerfiles.fm, and in the show notes. This episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Audible. I'll have more on their special offer later in the show. But if you love audiobooks or you've always wanted to give them a try, you can check out over 180,000 titles right now at audibletrial.com slash rainmaker. And you're a fan of Christopher Nolan's work. I definitely get get uh, that kind of atmosphere from from your book. And
1: He does original, you know, he writes, I mean, he obviously did the, the Batman movies, but... Yeah. He writes these very cool speculative thriller ideas that also have, you know, an emotional core, and um, I, I just love his approach. I love the way he presents his ideas. Like when he dropped that first Inception trailer, and you're like, yeah. "What is this about?" Like they're running upside down in a hallway, and it tells you <laughs> nothing else. I, I I can't get enough of of that kind of stuff. So um, he he's definitely a, a huge inspiration for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I got tinges of memento uh, at times from dark matter, but uh, you do describe it as if Christopher Nolan directed "It's a Wonderful Life," which is which is hilarious and and apropos for sure. Um, So, do you believe in writer's block, the million-dollar author question?
1: Yeah, I guess I do. I believe that you go through periods of time where the ideas are are really challenging and eluding you um, what are why those crop up i think you know probably owe to a whole host of psychological reasons um, but i do think that just the idea of writer's block i mean people say like oh writer's block doesn't exist you just sit down and you write and that sounds great um, but you can also just sit down and write a bunch of shit and you're not actually getting closer to your goal of writing a next great thing What's hard is writing a book that was as good or better as the last one you wrote, which you thought was the best thing you could ever do <laughs> at that point in time. That's yeah. the thing that's really hard. And I think that's what um, leads down the path towards writer's block. It's not really like, oh, I just can't write for reasons. It's more like when I'm not writing, it's because I haven't found the idea that makes me want to like jump up and down and yeah. – tell the world this story. That's for me what writer's block is. It's not just not being able to string a sentence together. It, it's not having the idea that makes me want to string sentences together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so much of writing is thinking. Is it not kind of processing? Uh, all of it. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Letting a brain do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you a PC or a Mac user, by the way?
1: I mean, I've been a Mac uh, for the last, I don't know, five or so years. But um, I don't know. I, I think when did Mac stop being cool? I don't know when that <laughs> happened, but it just, it's just not cool anymore. I, they're not innovating. I, so I, I don't know. I have a feeling after this uh, Mac Air, I'm probably going to go back to PC for, for my next book. Because I, I just can't. And, and you know, I mean, before Macs, I had these giant, chunky PCs, which were like, you could hear. It's like yeah. a jet engine. Yeah, yeah. They were running. Um, so, you know, I, I love my Mac Air. I love the battery life on it. Um, but the general Apple approach is sort of wearing on me lately. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, do you, are you a Scrivener user, or do you use Microsoft Word primarily for your stuff?
1: I don't know what Scrivener is. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I use uh, I use Microsoft Word. Okay. Traditional. Obsessed with fonts. Yeah. Obsessed with fonts. Um, like, of I love new fonts and discovering fonts and, um, like. That's my favorite way to procrastinate. It's like, well, maybe yeah, I should pick a cool new font. Maybe that'll. And it actually does sort of jar me out of uh, things occasionally. And I always think I'm going to use these fonts right up to the end. But when it's time to turn a manuscript in, I pretty much bring it all back to Times New Roman 12 and and, and keep it very, uh, very normal. Because I think it's actually help, more helpful for people who are reading a manuscript yeah. in manuscript form. To not have any distractions, like e- the the font itself doesn't n- help the story. Like they just need to be able to read the story and the That's characters right. in a vacuum.
0: That's right. Uh, do you have any great organizational hacks for writers? I mean, you must have, I imagine, quite a few in place if you're juggling the screenwriting thing and the, and the uh, prose thing. Do you have Do you have some you could share with us?
1: I mean, I have. If you looked into my uh, Dropbox. I have tons of folders. Uh, I keep Every new, like, substantial new... man. Like, when I finish a manuscript, like when I feel like, all right, that's my first draft, I'll save that, and then I'll copy that, and I'll paste it into a a new folder that's second draft. And I never go back to the first draft again. That's always there in case I want to return to it. I think it's good and important to have an iteration of every draft of the novel Mm -hmm. um, as you move through the writing process. And I'm just, like, looking here now. I'm curious how many I have. Dark Matter (laughs) has... Um, Let's see. Let's accepted manuscripts. I have so many folders. I have an accepted manuscript. I have a copy edited folder. I have a galley copy folder. I have a marketing folder. I have a miscellaneous folder where I throw everything else. Um, I basically have uh, five drafts of of dark matter. Hmm. Uh, That would be my big one. It's just you can't have enough folders. um, Yeah.
0: And it's all backed up to the cloud there, so you never...
1: It's all backed up. Well, I, I back it up to
0: Dropbox. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction, And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugar's podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a Writer's Happy Hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources monthly episode breakdowns, for writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad free episodes and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreoncom slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. Um, all right. So how does Blake Crouch beat the dreaded procrastination? Do you kind of lean into it?
1: I use freedom sometimes. The, mm-hmm. uh, um, have you ever heard of that program where it yeah. turns your off? I mean, it's stupid, but I'll do that sometimes. <laughs> I find that I write most of my words for the day in very short bursts of time. Like most of it is just like procrastinating emails, things like that. But then, like all the work that actually gets done, say in a four-hour quote-unquote writing period, happens in about thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, so lately, I've been trying to think more in terms of like tuning into those periods of. Bursting creativity and and kind of capturing those. Um, yeah, that's that's the best I can offer. I mean, it's the procrastinating. I think is part of it. Um, For sure. I don't really procrastinate when I know what I'm doing. I think the procrastination comes from not being a hundred percent sure of how the scene should go mm-hmm. and letting my subconscious kind of work on it while I do other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how does Blake Crouch unplug at the end of a long
1: writing day? Um, well, I love to have a glass of wine and read over in paper what I've written, Mm. like print it out, read it over in paper yeah, and just get a sense of, of how it reads with a little bit of distance and with a tiny bit of time. And after I do that, once I've done that, I'm like, I don't think about it anymore. Um, I'm like done. I love to go run. Um, yeah, that's why I like to get, if I get my stuff done by noon, I have the rest of the day to go like play. Love it.
0: I love it. We will be right back after a very short break. Thanks so much for listening to The Writer Files. This episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by Audible, offering over 180,000 audiobook titles to choose from. Audible seamlessly delivers the worlds of both fiction and nonfiction to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or computer. For rainmaker fm listeners audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check them out grab your free audiobook right now by visiting audibletrial.com rainmaker i just hopped over there to grab stephen king's epic novel 112263 22 about an english teacher who goes back in time to prevent the assassination of jfk you can download your pick or any other audiobook free by heading over to Audibletrial.com slash Rainmaker. To download your free audiobook today, go to Audibletrial.com slash Rainmaker. Uh let's let's cruise through some creativity questions. Uh how do how do you define creativity? Can you de- do you have a definition?
1: Well what occurs to me as you say that is I think creativity is taking all of the like works of art, whether it's books and paintings and movies and things and taking all of those themes and storylines that have inspired you over the years and finding a way to to mold and shape those into something new and and fresh that also says something about where you are at this point in your life. Hmm. Um, Cormac McCarthy had a, a kind of a famous saying, when someone asked him about like originality, and he was like, "Well, all books are made of other books." Yeah, and it's so true. It's so true. Um, there is actually nothing purely original, and I think understanding that really frees you up to write about what you want to be writing about. I mean, mm-hmm. you could look at dark matter, and some, and I mean, it's one of the reasons I hesitated to write dark matter at first because it's like a multiverse story basically, at heart. It's about the multiverse or alternate realities. And yes, we've had many, many, many stories like that. Mm -hmm. And if that's your frame of reference and the way you view things, which I find is the way reviewers tend to uh, evaluate books, then you'll never write anything. You'll (laughs) truly never write anything because there is nothing really original left. The only thing, the only way that originality comes into play... Is that you are telling a story that has not probably been told many times before, but you're telling it in your voice and you're telling it from your unique camera angle of life as you see it, and with all the baggage that you have in your life at that moment. That's where the originality comes from, and that's mm-hmm. what that's what creativity is. It isn't coming up with the new plot thing that no one's ever come up with before, because um, I'm pretty sure there aren't any of those left.
0: <laughs> I love that. Well, very well put. Um, what do you think, in your estimation, makes a writer truly great?
1: I mean, I, I think continuing to evolve and push their own boundaries. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends in this business, and you know one of the things you do is you read each other's manuscripts as kind of the first line of defense and letting people know where it's succeeding and where you think it's not succeeding. And whenever I see like a writer trying actively and desperately to take a quantum leap in what they do, I I respect that. Um, I, I mean, I think great writers are, are not writing the same book over and over again. They are really kind of pushing themselves in the nature of their storytelling. Uh, that to me is what Uh, Turns me on in the writers that I love. Nice, nice.
0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Do you have a couple faves sitting there on your uh, nightstand right now?
1: What have I read? I mean, I've read a bunch of debuts lately. I've I've kind of been on a a blurbing streak. Um, (laughs) I grew up loving Pat Conroy because he was the first uh you know like adult fiction writer i ever read i read the prince of tides when i was 12 mm. and i mean I, obviously my writing couldn't be more different from his but i have a, a real sentimental and nostalgic uh love of his books uh i mean Cormac McCarthy is one of those writers i w- I, I would place in the category of you just don't know what his next book is going to be. I mean, if you look at something like all the pretty horses and the border trilogy yeah, to the road, which is, or I mean, sorry to no country for old men, which is like in some ways a, a, just a thriller to the road, which is just science fiction. Um, it, uh, he would definitely be up there. Um, I also read this awesome memoir called when breath becomes air, which just came out. Um, about a neuroscientist who, or a neurosurgeon rather, who gets a diagnosis of lung cancer when he is like 36 and he starts writing a memoir about his basically last two years and it's just devastating. Hmm. Um, Love Stephen King's, um, I just finished the Dark, the first book in the Dark Tower series, which I've never read and I'm blown away by it.
0: Fantastic, well... I know we're running short on time here. Your 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 latest dark matter opens with the great T. S. Eliot quote. Do you have any, Do you have another quote just kind of hanging over your desk that you want to to drop on us?
1: Like a, like a good uh, a good writing quote?
0: Yeah, or just a quote in general that you that you come back to.
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. God, I have so many. I'm trying to think of a think of a good one here. Um, there is a uh, a really cool one by um, Margaret Mitchell. And she said, "I sweat blood to make my style <laughs> simple and strip bare, and mm. i've that's really uh become true to me uh, over the last seven years i've each book seems to be a, a condensing of of style and trying to yeah. say more with less and that's kind of been my uh North Star over the last uh, few years from book to book
0: very nice, very nice yeah, definitely uh um I'm a fan of your work. Cormac McCarthy came to mind. Also, too, The Road um, has that very poetic style and it's dark, kind of gritty sci-fi uh, uh, style. And your your book um, has very poetic kind of structuring that's um, just truly compelling. And um, so I will well, thank you. Uh, encourage listeners to find Dark Matter, the sci-fi thriller. Um, it's definitely uh, kind of a mind bender, but it's. Um, it's a fantastic read. So congratulations on the successes of that. And, uh, did you have any other nuggets you wanted to drop on your fellow scribes on keeping the ink flowing, keeping the cursor moving?
1: No, I mean, I think people always ask like, what's the best advice that you have? Um, I really think it's just write the kind of book that you would want to read. That's it. Uh, and also have expectations. Like if the kind of book that you're dying to read is a, a quiet little gem that's written in colloquial french set in the you know late 1700s awesome you should definitely write that book you should also know that probably there's not like a thousands and thousands of people who want to read that i think it's i think it's writing what you want to write but also having expectations about what the audience actually is for what you want to write
0: Love it, I love it. Lock, stock, and barrel with Blake Crouch, and I believe that we can find most of your books at BlakeCrouch.com. dot com. There is a you books can. a books tab there where you can find all of these these fantastic books by the author. Any anywhere else uh, you want to connect with uh, readers and writers out there?
1: They can always find me on Twitter and Facebook. It's uh, fairly easy to find.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your your incredibly busy schedule to wrap with us about your process.
1: Hey, this was a blast.
0: Awesome. Hopefully you will come back uh, for your next one. I'd love to. All right. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes, or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter, at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week.